get your forehead out of my fucking face. He's so cute like that. <laughs> Hi, kids. Hi, guys. Hi. Welcome to Exus Nexus. Yes. Who are you? I'm Christina. Who are and you? I'm Jim. Who? I'm Jim. Who? Jim. Who? Jim, stop talking over me. <laughs> We're a couple of exes that enjoy each other's company, but not each other's bed. So we broke up, married other people and like to talk about pop culture. So we started this podcast to share our opinions with you. <laughs> We're joined by our significant others, AKA our partners, AKA our husband and wife. Look at Wally, he's just rolling his eyes. So we introduce to you, Jim's amazing wife, Kelly. Hi everybody. And of course, my long-suffering husband, the captain. <laughs> oh my God! Make it stop! <laughs> Later on, Christina and I ask each other a mysterious question. The captain makes a drink that revolves around the mysterious question. So, Captain, where's the captain? Hey! <laughs> I'm trying to make it stop! <laughs> what are we drinking? Christina, you're drinking an Andy Warhol. Mmm, Andy Warhol. Has it got bananas in it? No. It's a stupid painting. Is it colorful? Lift your glass up. Yellow. It's yellow. It looks like tea from here. (laughs) It's about the color of a nice rich pea. It's got my my urine in it. It also could, could be a very nice golden pilsner. It looks like a nice golden beer. It's open to interpretation. It's art. But it's none of those things. It's real sweet and cloying. It's cloying. Yeah. Uh, heavy on the alcohol. We're pretentious. It's cloying. I've <laughs> been pretentious my whole life. How could you be so obtuse? <laughs> so what's in it, Captain? One and a half ounces of cognac, a half ounce of Benedictine, a third ounce of Lilith Blanc, two dashes of orange bitters, shaken with an orange... Uh, some orange zest. Yeah, Kelly and I are both looking at each other on the Zoom, doing the gag me finger down the throat because all those things. Yeah, all of them. Yeah, if you don't like uh, cognac or Lilith Blanc or Benedictine, you're shit out of luck. It's all right. Can you please, can you please say it correctly? It's cognac. <laughs> yeah, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. You're Cavassier. a fucking idiot. It's cognac. It's it right there. Jaqueline. I think it's actually quite refreshing. It's very herbaceous. We like that word on this show, and I'm going to use it again. Herbaceous. The is same- it viscous? Is it viscous at all? It is not viscous. It's not like your semen. Ew. <laughs> How would you know what his semen tastes like? I- <laughs> Whoa. It's the yeah. time in prison. Was I don't think I need time. to taste it to see if it's viscous. <laughs> Did you touch it? Like, what, you, How do you know? I did touch it. it. We were in a gangbang once, and I don't want to talk about it. (laughs) I love how he doesn't call it, like, a threesome or, like, a menage a trois or group. What am I, I, French? Group sex. He says a gangbang. (laughs) I'm not an orgy guy. Even an orgy sounds better than gangbang. Jesus. Okay, Jim, I'm drinking a merry-go-rounds martini. All right. And what we have in this is two ounces of gin dry gin, uh, a half ounce of extra dry, um, what is it? Vermouth. Vermouth. And then another half ounce of sweet vermouth with a lemon twist. It looks gross. It looks really alcoholy. It's not gross, but it wouldn't be my first choice. These are like- Did you get, I'm sorry, did you get yourself some better vermouth that you kept saying you were going to get? Not yet, and I really wish I had, because right when I found this, I'm like, God damn it, it's perfect. I've got all the ingredients, but fuck, I wish I'd gotten better vermouth. With, with better vermouth, it's probably great. <laughs> if you like a dry gin martini with a bit of sweetness to it, ew. 
Yeah, the, the shitty vermouth really kind of kills the gin. But it lingers. It's a martini. If you don't like martinis, you ain't going to like it. As the cranberries asked, do you have to let it linger? I like yours. <clears throat> it's rough. Anyway. You want a beer? Uh, <laughs> I have the rest of my cocktail from earlier. Thank you. Uh, welcome, kids. We like to talk about entertainment, which is... Irritainmenting. <laughs> <laughs> Pop culture, TV, movies, music, books, stuff that's happened to us lately. Things that are bothering us. Stuff that's happened to us lately. Hey, what did you do last weekend? The same thing I did. <laughs> Nothing. Nothing. Yeah, Kelly, yeah. exactly. <laughs> Nothing. I like to look at a glass half full, saved money. What did you do last weekend? Save money. Did I? You didn't go anywhere, did you? Think no, about it. No, I didn't. Even if you had that total wine delivered to your house and you pay the extra delivery fee, you're still spending less for the week than you would if you could go out of your house. Yeah, because, I mean, you think about it. If we go to Snug, we could drop 60 to 70 bucks in one How night. much money did we spend on Wednesday when we got Voodoo Bayou? 60 bucks. The council rests. Yeah, but that's one time. Think about all the other times you like go to breakfast or get yourself lunch or order in pizza or just go out for cocktails. Like there's no more just going out for a beer or just going out for cocktails. Like you may get takeout once a week. Like that's what, that's what I just realized. I'm like, we eat all of our meals at home or make them except for once a week. We go out or get takeout rather. Oh, mm -hmm. We would get takeout about twice a week. Mm, we did a couple times twice a week, but it, I feel like if I go grocery shopping for the week, I do a big shop and spend a lot of money, and then we have food for the rest of the week. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner, we don't have to worry about it all week. We've been buying for two weeks, so. Yeah. You might make it a week and a half, but it's odd how you run out of, like, the one thing one week, and you run out of the other thing the other week. Yeah. I don't know. Um, and anyway. it's just irritating. <laughs> it's irritating. Yeah. Because <laughs> now I got to go to Publix because I ran out of freaking butter. Butter. Right. See? It's the smallest things that make you have to yeah. go back into society and like you're like in a post-apocalyptic uh, fucking zombie movie where it's like, oh, God, I got to get butter. You know, I think about the whole toilet paper thing and then I think about the actual zombie apocalypse and what happens when you actually – you run out of it. Yeah, what are they wiping their asses with? Leaves? Newspapers. Old newspapers. Your hands and water. They're monsters. They don't poop. No. I'm not asking about not the, the zombies. zombies. You, fuck, you fucking nit. Oh. Jesus. Zombies oh. don't care about pooping. The people in the zombie apocalypse. <laughs> the zombies poop. even poop? That would be an interesting take on a zombie movie. The zombies Well, poop. they eat when they eat. You know, they, I don't know if it just... They do absorbs. eat brains. Is it brain poop? <laughs> Do vampires poop? Isn't is it just blood? It's like just like diarrhea. They it's poop probably like, very viscousy. They poop standing up. <laughs> they poop out their pee hole. Do they pee? I don't think I don't think vampires go poop or pee. They're too perfect. Like any <laughs> vampire that you ever watched on a movie they're all perfect like right. they look better than regular humans so i don't think they even poop pee or fart oh vampires <laughs> definitely fart <laughs> nothing like a good blood fart gross do you call that a blart <laughs> yeah a blart paul blart that... mall cop do you think that uh vampires like blood sausage do you think they hang out in <laughs> ireland just for the blood sausage oh absolutely no, because they don't have any internal organs to process the stuff. That's why they don't pee, poop, or fart. Because the blood just goes back into their system and, like, fluffs them up, right? Because they always get, like, skinny and dry when they don't have enough blood sucking. Gross. And then they suck blood and they fluff up, so. You know what I mean? They're fluffers. It's basically like an exotic moisturizer for them. Yeah. Exactly. Mm -hmm. Exotic moisturizer. Um, so... Yeah. Have you seen that? Have you seen that commercial with the girl that's got the um, Chinese character on her on her arm, and her mom goes, "Did you get a tattoo?" And 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 she's like, "Yeah." And she's like, "Well, what does it mean?" She goes, "Mom, 
I don't speak Chinese. And then it's a, a walnut commercial. It's a walnut commercial? Yeah. It's like diamond walnut. walnuts? I don't know if it's diamond walnuts, but it's about walnuts. Awesome. Awesome. How, how does it sell walnuts? Are That's exactly talking? why I'm asking you. Have people just given up? No, but like really, like what's the marketing? Is it so non sequitur that it's funny? Right, exactly. I mean, the commercial is amusing, but then it's like, by the way, walnuts. I've seen that a few times with uh, commercials. It's like, it reminded me of the Seinfeld episode where Jerry sits in first class and the hot models next to him and she shows yeah. him a picture in the magazine. And he's like, wow, right out of the shower, huh? And he's like, what are you selling? And she's like, you see those jeans on the rack in the back? And she, he's like, yeah. He's That's like, yeah. That's right. That's what all these commercials remind me of now. They're so fucking vague and weird. Wasn't there, if I'm not mistaken, was, was, it, can, was it a Candies magazine or something that Jenny McCarthy was sitting on the toilet and yes. it was supposed yes. to sell the yes. shoes that were barely yeah. in the shot? Yes. Yes. And that became a thing with them. After that made such a, like, whatever, a splash, they started doing that with famous people, putting them in, like, weird positions yeah. Yeah. in the Candies. So anyway, moving on. Anyway, did yeah. we did we also mention the Skittles commercial with the Skittles money Jerking shot? off the fucking yes. giraffe. Yes. No, 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 no. Milking. Oh, you have to look up the Skittles band commercial. It's a guy literally doing his. It's a nerdy guy doing his bride doggy style, and he's like, "Are you ready for it? Are you ready for it?" And she turns around. This was a real Skittles commercial. She turns around, and he, when he's supposed to like, not on her face, Skittles comes out of. Him. Oh, you I have to check that? this out. You is haven't seen that commercial? It's like a fan, like, fan fiction. Nope. No, it's it was a real legit. Ad. It's legit. That sounds like fan fiction. I love it. Look it up. Judge for yourself. Hilarious. Holy cow. Mm. Well, um, speaking of... Uh, speaking of jizzing on faces. Yeah, I don't know how to segue into this. What were you going to say, Jim? You look like you had something to say. It probably uh, was Okay, so I know we've been talking about community a lot lately. Oh, yes. Yeah. Since we're, we're clearly obsessed. Have you ever listened to the theme song? Yes. Like, actually, it. like, listen to the words? Uh, no. Yes, I have listened to the words. That's why it's, I... it's not a song. It's a suicide note. It's depressing. Give me <laughs> a reason to hope. Give me a reason to hope, they say. I, I, I wrote it down. Give me some rope. I, I don't like this line because it's stupid, but tie me to dream. Give me some hope to run out of steam. Somebody yeah. said it, uh, it can be here. We can be roped up, tied up, dead in a year. I, can count the, I can't count the reasons I should stay. One by one, they all just fade away. That's a suicide yeah. note. It's a beautiful suicide note, but it's a suicide note. And that's yeah, the, the, yeah, the end always got me. I'm like, one by one, they always fade away. I'm like, oh, that's fucking depressing. I mean, it's an upbeat <laughs> song. It reminds me of an 80s song, which is apropos to the show. But it reminds me of the 80s songs. A lot of 80s songs were dark as fuck, but they were very uppity and very cheerful. What was the line well, about hope that um, always catch my attention? I miss the rope stuff. It's always the hope line that gets me, but I make him mute it. Like after we watch an episode and we're going to watch like four episodes in a row, I don't want to hear it anymore. Like mute it. He's yeah. like, why? I like it. I'm like, uh-uh, I can't take it. I like 80s songs too. It's a yeah. very upbeat. It's a very upbeat sounding song. But when you read the lyrics, you're like, uh, someone wants to die. I think, I think that's why I maybe subconsciously I wanted him to mute it all those Dude. times is because yeah. I can't stand the lyrics and didn't even realize it. 99 Red Balloons and My Future's So Bright, I Gotta Wear Shades are both about nuclear holocaust. Nuclear holocaust. And they're the f most fun songs out of the 80s. That's why the 80s are so fucked up. I'm Walking on Sunshine, Katrina and the Waves. Nuclear holocaust. Nuclear holocaust. Really? Yes. I'm Walking on Sunshine. Wait, I we, thought it was. Maybe I'm wrong. Can, can we just go back to community for but a the, second? But the other two are definitely nuclear holocaust. Yes. Community, uh, where are, did you see the one with the Germans yet? Foosball? No. Yes. No? Yes. Did you see the second episode with the German foosball? Yes. Uh, was it, they were connected, right? No. No, like one's in a different season. Did no, you, you just got to season four. Oh. Uh, not going to ruin it for you. Never mind. Sorry. Okay. Okay. Oh my God. But it went along with what we were talking about. Very funny. God, it's so good. People, if you aren't watching it, go watch it. Yeah. We all missed it. And Joel McHale is the most underrated comedian of the last decade. Okay, uh, last 20 years. 
I'm lucky enough to say that I got, actually got to see him live and he's just as good live. I know, we both talked about this. I've totally seen him live. He's uh, hilarious. And um, what's his name? Little Chris, what's his name? Opened. Chris Kitan? Hardwick? Oh, Chris Hardwick. Yes, that's right. Didn't he get in trouble, Chris Hardwick? No, you were, I remember you told me about this. Yeah, yeah, I think he got some Me Too in trouble. Oh, wow. Yeah, he, yeah. he, he did. He got removed from, um, from the Talking Dead show. Yes. And and then all of his ex-girlfriends came and said that that other girl's full of shit. He never did anything like that. And they brought him back and apologized to him. And he was in tears when he came back to the show. It was really, it's really something to see. He was funny. Like, I really enjoyed yeah. seeing Chris. Like, he was, I don't want to say funnier than Joel McHale because, I don't know. Joel McHale just has a presence. Chris Hardwick was really funny, though. He was a he good He is guy. funny. You want to know something? Everyone does, when everybody talks about, like, you know when they go, bam, chicka, bam, bam. Um, like when they're talking about like sex or porn or sex and porn, he's the guy that brought that to the stage and he never gets credit for that. Poor thing. Oops. I'm just saying. Hilarious. He got vindicated over the whole Me Too movie. Oh yeah, for sure. For sure. Um, so, uh, anyway, I wanted to talk about something I've done recently because, you know, shameless self-promotion. Uh, I, a friend of ours who moved to LA, who's been out there for like a year, uh, has been directing some radio plays with some other friends of ours who used to live here, who now live in Ohio. Um, so they've been directing and producing. They did Bradbury's Zero Hour the first week. And then this last week we did The Hitchhiker, uh, which I was a part of. Um, you can find That's it. That's awesome. Spotify. It's uh, Theater on the Lake Radio, I believe, is what it's called. Theater on the Lake. Um, yeah, it was really fun. I had a really good time. So, like, Hitchhiker, was that, is that like... Wow. It's from the 50s. It was written in the 50s, oh. I think, and then they turned it into a um, Twilight Zone episode. And it's probably where they got it from because in the late 80s, early 90s, the Hitchhiker movie, which was not movie, TV show, which was basically like a, it was a one-off Twilight Zone ripoff kind of thing with a With boobs and more blood. Right. No, this guy, it's just like one story. Like this guy leaves his house from in New York to go drive his 1945, whatever it is, to California. Oh man, that's, that's what The Hitcher was based on. The, the Hitcher. Hitcher. And he keeps seeing this guy on the side of the road. And he's like, who the fuck's this guy on the side of and the road? And that was from the 50s? Yeah. Awesome. Yeah. And I, I think love it the was Hitcher. An, I think it was originally a radio play. Yeah, because The Hitcher, which was the 1984 movie with Rudger Hauer and C. Thomas Howell, is fucking awesome. It's still awesome. It's one of my favorite 80s movies. It's so fucking crazy weird. Watch Rudger Hauer pop the clutch. I don't, I don't know what that means. <laughs> Something big happens when he pops the clutch on the on an oh, 18-wheeler. It's, dude, that fucked me up. I, I literally, when I first saw that movie, I'm just like, no, shut up. I mean, I was just like freaking out. I'm like, that can't happen. This can't happen in this movie, right? Because that doesn't happen. How does that happen? It did. It did. Like teardrops in the rain. <laughs> Yeah, it was really fun. I didn't realize how fun that it would be because they added in like the Foley sounds and stuff, like the car door oh and the rain. And Speaking of teardrops in the rain, you haven't gotten to that episode yet in Community. Dude. Okay, shut the fuck up. I'm you sorry. Are... Oh my God, it's just so great. Where are you? I Season uh, ep season four, episode one. And I don't think I even finished it yet. Oh. Okay, season four is good. <clears throat> you know, okay, good. it's funny, okay, because... A lot of talk was happening because the 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 main we writer right got removed after season three, and it's like, oh, season four sucks, blah blah blah. Honestly, I like. Well, hold on, three. hold on. Themselves. I know. And, I'm sorry. And and we also talked about that. The whole reason that we talked about that was because the cast has gotten a lot of heat lately, which is great because then we might actually get six seasons and a movie. Um, because there's a huge buzz for the show right now. Because it's on uh, Hulu and Netflix right now. Yeah, yeah. And um, and what a great time for it to be out there because 100%. everybody's fucking home, so. 
And I feel like because they're oddball cast of characters, there's somebody we can all relate to that we know or are, and it, it just hits that note with all of us, right? Like, it's the weirdos. We're all weirdos. So, okay, so who are you on the show, Christina? I, I don't know. I, I don't know, because I'd be somewhere between Annie and Britta. No, there's no Annie in you whatsoever. I'm a type You're A. You're totally Britta. Yeah. yeah. You're totally yeah. Britta. You're, there's no Annie in you, yeah, you at are all. Totally She's Britta. Annie. She's Britta. Annie. I'm not like 100% Britta. No, you're you're uh, about 75. You're yeah, less you're uptight about fucking like, don't eat me. Camels should be free. Oh my God. You're yeah, a you're little Britta, but you're Britta. more, you, I mean, you're a little Annie, but you're more Britta. Am I Abed? Maybe I'm Abed. You're, no, no, no. The person sitting next to you is Abed. <laughs> I think that a lot when I watch the show. I, I, <laughs> <laughs> Come on. No, because you're a little bit of Abed and Troy. That's why they made them friends. You I'm, are. Yeah. You're the perfect combination of the two of them. Yeah. Because he's got some swagger. So I'm not Jeff Winger at all? <laughs> no, that's me. I'm like 3% Winger. Yeah. The hair. You've got <laughs> <laughs> Fuck off. Your winger's wardrobe and hair. I'll take it. I'll take Abed and Troy. I'll take it all day long. At least I'm not fucking Hawthorne. At least I'm not Pierce. Who would um, that be in our group? Ron Bazard. <laughs> Ron Bazard, international man of mystery. Hilarious. Uh, yeah, I'd, I'd be wing, I'd be winger. There's nobody else that. Dude, comes close. I can't wait for you to finish the, to catch up with us on this show. You'd be and, Chang, dude. No, no one's Chang. No, not even close. Yeah, uh, dude. I'm winger all day long. Just everyone that hasn't watched the show, every friend of ours that hasn't watched the show, I'm so mad because I'm just like, oh my god, I just want to talk to everyone about it, and I can't believe you haven't watched it. Like we haven't watched it, but it's so great and it's just so fun and the. It, Jim, I think you're Britta. I think Not, how? Because you're the same. You're kind of kooky and quirky, and you have an array of leather jackets. Yeah, you're a little Britta and a little Winger. Yeah, you're you're weird. All right, I, I I can accept. No, but Winger has cool leather jackets too. They, she has more. Yeah. Listen, they, I'm not saying I'm in as good as shape or as good looking as Joel McHale is, but I think my wit is pretty is pretty on the. Same yeah, level. I think my wit is on Joe McHale's level too. No fucking way, dude. You are all day Troy and Abed. <laughs> You're too fucking weird, man. And that's wonderful. That's and, wonderful. And everybody uh, likes him. <laughs> and everybody likes him, right? Like, yeah, and everybody meets, likes you, dude. Right, right. And nobody meets Abed and is like, I don't like that kid. Nobody meets Wally and is like, I don't like that kid. So. I'll take it. I'll take it. <laughs> All right, we need to talk about something Oh, my something God, else. that's so funny. Ron Bazard is Pierce. That's hilarious. <laughs> oh, my God, that's great. Yes. <laughs> I guess minus the racism, but, you know. <laughs> For, you know, he's Dude, like the younger some, version. There's some episodes on season four that are, I, I was like, this is fucking great. Like, this is great. And, like, I read all the reviews about how season four was, like, not that great and blah, blah, blah. And then when we watched season four, there was a couple episodes where I'm like, this is fucking brilliant. Like, the only thing I can surmise is that people didn't like it because it was like maybe fan service a little bit. But who gives a fuck? It was great. Like, I enjoyed season four. I, I, th I was expecting the worst. And I got, I, I, was, I was satisfied. I didn't read anything other than just like listening to the cast because they have so much buzz right now and they're really promoting the shit out of, out of this show where they just said it didn't suck. It just felt disjointed, I guess, because they, the loss of Dan Harmon. So I don't know. Well, here's the thing about, yeah, I agree. It didn't suck. It did feel a little disjointed. Here's the thing. Ironically, I feel, I don't know how you feel about this, but I feel that, the first three episodes of season five were pretty rough. So look, there was a lot of writer changes after season four. So they didn't lose just Dan Harmon at the end after right. season Dan four. Dan Harmon was okay, but they had a lot of stable writers. Like four or five writers left the show. So all of a sudden you have a whole bunch of new people coming in right. trying to write to these weird characters. And so you can feel the growing pains in the first several episodes of season five. So... I 
it's funny that we talk about this and that you guys have done your research too, because if you look on YouTube, there's so much uh, background history on that show yeah. that's really interesting in yeah. terms of like understanding the process of putting out a television series of that caliber and, you know, that ends up being a 20-minute sitcom per week that uh, all the work and, 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 and the background and all the stuff that, like, brings it all together is, is an interesting process and that that show specifically has so much out there that talks about that. It's, know, it's really I interesting. I feel like it's lightning in a bottle with shows like that, like that and, yeah. like, the original writers for Roseanne and stuff, right? Like, when there's this show that comes on that makes people talk about it and like hits this note that then those writers go on to do other really cool shit. So it's like where they cut their teeth in this interesting medium of like making television fucking gold. I love it. Right. I I've, love it. I feel like it's, it's very similar to, <laughs> it's very similar to like a good band. Like, uh, the, the, the band that I can think of right now, the one band is the police. Police were great. They were so good, but they were so good because everything was always tr tumultuous. It was always like falling down around their ears and they had a lot of friction. Same thing with Van Halen. Fucking great band. Everyone loves Van Halen. They're fucking tight, but they had some fuck, fucking issues. I feel like the same thing with community. Like a lot of these shows and, and movies I feel like the more drama there is, the more that lends to how good the product might be in a way. It's that, it's that combustible yeah. energy. I mean, also look at the, look at the pedigree of people. I mean, every episode I see executive producer is, is the, um, the Russo brothers. Yeah. Those guys went from that show. Those guys went from that show to, uh, and, and not only that, but Arrested Development. They went to, from that show to directing the most successful movie of all time. Also, Justin Lin directed a bunch of episodes too. And he did, I think it was Justin Lin, did Aquaman and the uh, yeah. huge Fast and the Furious movies too. And you know what's funny about that is like when the Russo brothers came back to direct episodes in season five, you can tell the difference. Like you can see the difference. Like you know, it's, it's weird because like we, we were looking at each other like, what's so different? How come this is so different? I don't understand. It's the same set. It's the same actors. The writing's better, but it looks different. It feels different. What's wrong? And then it's like, oh, man, when a direct, it's funny how you can see how writers and directors make the difference in the show. You watch and you're like, fuck, it's amazing. Yeah, it's um, really good character study. It's a really yeah. good character study show. So uh, now that we've just talked our ears off about that, maybe we should move on to questions. Let's okay. And more. Are you all right? Uh, I have one more thing to add. All right. So I finished. So they, after many, many years, they released the final season to the Clone Wars. Please watch it. Please watch it. Just the final season or the whole thing? No, the whole fucking thing. It's amazing. And I know you think that it shouldn't justify the prequels, but like on its own, it's, why are you making that face? God damn it, Christina. <laughs> because cartoons are hard to watch right i agree because i don't watch a lot of cartoons it doesn't either. feel like a cartoon though when you're watching it and so i'll tell you like when you first in the first season the, the one the one character that you're going to fall in love with is going to be completely annoying to you and and then you watch her grow up and become this amazing character and sounds all like my life yeah, pretty much. <laughs> when are you going to be? When are you going to be amazing? It just gets better and better, and it ends. It's just phenomenal. Like you want, don't you have a desire to watch some good Star Wars? You'll move past the how you feel about an animated show, and when it becomes just good storytelling in the realm of Star Wars, it's amazing, amazing. That was the Mandalorian. Right. So is the Clone Wars, if you want more Star Wars. You ain't got nothing better to do right now. I'm finishing Community. Hey, have we talked? We haven't talked about this since you brought it up, you guys kind of in a roundabout way. Uh, the Boba Fett coming back in the Mandalorian? 
I, I forgot to put that down on my notes. That's amazing. So I, I guess, uh, I, and, and it's the actor that played Django Fett too, Tamora Morrison. So pretty cool. I, I'm super, I'm super excited about it. I don't want him to overtake the show, but he should definitely be on that show. And everybody wants Boba Fett back in some capacity. And I saw something about the Sarlacc pet, and I'll be honest, I, I don't want to know. I feel like, yes, of course, that's the legend. I think it would be better as legend. Like, if you have a Mandalorian episode, I want Boba Fett to be legend. I want him to be I – want, I want – if he escaped from the Sarlacc pit, which is what, all, what we all think and what we all believe, I want that to be part of the lore. Um, so you want him to come back, but you, want, you don't want him to explain how right. he came back. I want it to be rumor, speculation. I want it to all the other like Mandalorians and all the other bounty hunters. I want it to be word of mouth. Like, have you heard? Like, I want it to be like. Can I tell you something cool? When they brought back Boba Fett and all the non-canon comic books and shit, there was a series called uh, Dark Empire that came out where, they, where the emperor came back as a clone, ironically enough. And Boba Fett shows, so uh, Han Solo goes back home to um, Corellia and Boba Fett's got a gun on him. And he's like, uh, aren't you supposed to be in the Sarlacc? And Boba Fett says, the Sarlacc found me somewhat indigestible. And that was all I got from it. And I just thought that was fucking brilliant. Yeah, yeah, metal. That's fucking That's metal. Awesome. You don't need an explanation. It's, the, the less you say, the better. Han Solo, how'd you get your last name? Who gives a fuck? Who cares? It doesn't. No, that's did just we, his last name. Right. Dumb. It's. Did we ever ever care? No, we never cared. We never cared. You don't need to explain it. Uh, Movie movie people. I will watch Fury Road every time oh, it's on. So good. That's another one of those movies that, like, if I pass Mad Max Fury Road in my channel flipping, I'm like, don't do it, don't do it, because you're gonna get sucked in. Don't do it. <laughs> I end up doing it. That's literally one of those movies that you can sit and watch every single time it's on, but you could also like leave it on while you're vacuuming yeah. because it's a bunch of cars running down some badass terrain. And, Man. and if you've seen it a hundred times, you go, it's just nice to look at when I'm running past it with the vacuum cleaner. Or it, it doesn't dumb down itself for the audience. It, 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 it is what it is. And, it, and the story progresses and tells you what you need to know, but doesn't over-explain. And it's in the dialogue and everything. It's amazing. We talk about I feel it. like we've had this discussion. We yeah. talk about it a lot. We do. Let's, yeah. So let's move on. We're moving on to questions. Let's move questions. on. Questions. Go ahead. Fire away. Uh, what, what are you drinking? Jim is drinking. I am, oh, while, while he's drinking, the merry-go-round martini. Oh, the merry-go-round martini. Jim, what is the mall store that you miss the most? That doesn't exist anymore. Like, so yeah, I know. I, I, I knew that's where you were going. Or your twenties, like it could Spencer's. be Spencer's, huh? Spencer's. That doesn't exist anymore. It still exists. It still exists. I think it does. Maybe not here, but I know, like, in, up in New York and stuff. It still there's one in the Wellington Mall. Yeah, there's still right. no. There's a Hot Topic in the Wellington Mall. I don't think there's a Spencer's there. Yeah, on the second floor, above the Hot Topic over there. Maybe not. I haven't been out there in like five years, but last time I was out there, it was there. Wow, I thought they I thought they went under. No, because they were selling like penis cups and like <laughs> yeah. food pasta. Like it's not expensive. All right, well, there was another store. There was another store that was like that that doesn't exist anymore, but I can't think of the name of it. I know. I was trying to think of the same store today. I'm like, it wasn't Spencer. It was something else. And it was like this weird, like 80s sold clocks and like yeah. He's, yeah, and it, they sell like weird action figures, but not like those ones that you'd find in Toys R Us. It would be like Michael Myers. Or, it was like Spencer meets Hot Topic. Yeah, and it was the name of that fucking place. It, was, it wasn't called Off the Wall because I think that was the store that was in um, that Mrs. Garrett ran in the eighties. Um, <laughs> Facts of Life. Yeah, I think that was a Facts of Life store after the bakery burned down. Sing me the theme. Making your way in the world. No, it's it's you yeah. take the good, you take the bad. You take them all, and there you have the facts of life. The dinner's life. Molly Mitchell got fired. She was only on the first season. <laughs> had to kick her off, and then it balanced it all out with a crew. 
Oh, yeah, I can't remember. It was some gadgets. Oh, something gadgets and gifts. Something gadgets and gifts. Yes. Something like that. Because I think I... No, it was was like gadgets, gadgets, and gifts. That's what it was. That's the story. No gadgets. I think it was. No. I'm going to look it up after we finish this. Okay. Um, What about you? From my little childhood... Contempo? No, not Contempo. (laughs) Contempo casuals, no. Uh... Wicks and sticks. Stupid. No, because you can make your own <laughs> candle. You can make your own candle. I liked that as a small child. Uh, yes, absolutely. Who likes that as a small child, you weirdo? It's really fun. That was uh, a really fun store. The nature can you see her burning down somebody's garage? Mm-hmm. No, because you dipped them. You just dipped the candles. And then you could, like, ca- they carve them. And then when you lit them, they lit up into, like, made, like, stained glass. I've never okay. even heard of that store. All right. Uh, that sounds like fun. The Nature Conservancy. That was another one I really enjoyed. Warner Brothers store. I missed that one too. The Warner Brothers store, yes. Yes. It was great. It was great. I still have my Poison Ivy mug. I bought a keychain in the 90s and I loved it. And it was a keychain of the Michelle Pfeiffer Catwoman. Yeah. Awesome. It was so sexy and hot, and I lost it at the beach. I dropped. You I had a sexy keychain. <laughs> he used to rub its boots. Dude, no, I had my all my, my car keys, house keys were in it. I dropped it literally as I was walking on the beach. Dropped it. It was gone in a second. The waves came in, took it. It was gone. I had to call my parents to pick me up from the beach because my keys got washed out with the tide, and I lost my Catwoman keychain <gasps> and all my keys. You need to find that again on eBay. You need to find that again on eBay. Yeah, and my keys for my 79 Oldsmobile that <laughs> my parents had to give me the spare key for. Oh, my God. It's hilarious. What about you guys, Kelly? Uh, I missed the merry-go-round because I used to be able to find the uh, best pair of jeans ever in that store. Yeah. Best pair of jeans ever. You're so funny. That's hilarious. I wish that store was – because anytime I walked in that store, I could buy a pair of jeans that would fit me perfectly. That's, That's awesome. never happened to me ever again. Round booty. Never again in my life have I ever found a pair of jeans where I could like, or a store I could walk in, buy a pair of yeah. jeans, and they were perfect. Merry-go-round, Chess King. Oh, Chess King. Ugh, um, awful. Oak Tree. Oak Tree. <laughs> yeah. Can I say that Oak Tree is one of my favorite Morris Day in the Time songs? Nice. <laughs> it makes me think of awesome. Oversized silk button-down shirts. Morris Day in the Time. Oh yeah. Awesome. Yes. Oh, yes. Morris Day in the Time. What story? I mean, what store? What did we just talk about? He just said it. He just said it. Where you got the keychain? Yeah, Warner Brothers. Oh, I okay. love Warner Brothers store. Right. Uh, you know what I liked in the in the in the back in the day? I liked uh, there were a lot of uh, Benetton. Surf- no, that's you. Um, I liked a lot of the uh, surf shops that they have because I was a skater, and I liked a lot of the. They had so much cool skateboard and surf attire and cool things. So there was a lot of local stores, and I'm sure every city's had them, but they were very fucking awesome. You know, it's, you know, it's funny when when Pacific Sunwear was specifically Pacific Sunwear, it yeah. did have cool shit like yeah, that. It did. Once it became Pac Sun, it just douche canoed that thing right yes. in, right into the. Yes, strategy. thank you. Once it became Pac Sun, it was a douche fucking, a just. A, it's a douche cannon. It's a douche, douche cannon. cannon. It's a douche cannon. Because it just exploded on everybody. Wow. Because I loved Pacific wow, wow, wow. Sunwear. Uh, the one in my mall was Sunrise Surf Shop, and it was fucking great. It was so cool. It was the coolest place. Cool, cool, cool. Cool, cool, cool. Cool. So, Jim, what are you drinking? No, what am I drinking? No. Christina is drinking the Andy Warhol. Oh, yeah. What's and, my question, and my question for you, Nets, is what kind of art do you appreciate most? Ooh, that's a good question. Because I, so. I enjoy the Met in New York City because of the diverse nature of the artwork in that museum. You can see ancient relics. You can see the great masters. You can see rooms of furniture. You can see modern weirdo shit. Uh, so... I have a hard time, but then again, I love going to the MoMA and looking at all the modern 
like contemporary weird art. I don't know. I have architecture. I think if I had to choose one thing that I want, huh? I said interesting. Yeah, because I feel like architecture satisfies a lot of things inside of me, like texturally, it's 3D, you can walk around in it. It's, uh, there's interpretation, there's, anyway, yeah, I think architecture is really interesting. Um, so it's not necessarily a time period. Were you looking for like? No, you could say anything you want. That, was mm -hmm. that I mean, that, it's so subjective that like no answer is wrong to that. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, because while I find things like Andy Warhol and the sort of pop artists, like I don't care for their art. I wouldn't hang it in my house. I wouldn't purchase it if I had the money and collected it. I find it really fucking interesting, his place in society as far as like pop art, right? Making, like selling bullshit. Like he's just selling bullshit. Campbell soup cans. Just bullshit, <laughs> banana, right? Like the banana on the wall that sold at uh, the Miami, right? At, at Art Basel. Let's all just admit that that was just stupid. Yes. No, no that's so dumb, but. <laughs> what? Thank you. Um, I get. When I went to the MoMA and saw the pile of light bulbs in the corner, the pile of light bulbs, that fucking shit's art. Plug the light in. You got art in the fucking corner. Are you shitting me? That's insane. What, what she means by insane is it's stupid. Yeah, I agree. No, I just went home and recreated it, and mine was just as good. I don't see how it could be any different. I loved the banana tape to the fucking wall. The reason why I love the banana tape to the wall, because it was a middle fucking finger to the pile of light bulbs and the pile of tires that her weirdo boyfriend did in fucking California. And it's a, it's a middle finger to all that bullshit. Um, you know what I mean? Like, that's why I like the banana taped to the fucking wall because it's a middle finger to all these pretentious assholes. But that's what Andy Warhol was. Like that was the point of Andy right. Warhol was the bit like, that's exactly it. Like where I don't necessarily find what they're doing, like the greatest. I like the fact that they're giving the middle finger to the man, right? Like they're showing you how stupid you are. Same with uh, Banksy, right? Yeah. Exit through the gift shop. I like his artwork, though. I actually I like his artwork like quite, quite a bit. One hundred percent. But he's also given to the man with his artwork. Like, uh, sure. sure. I, I mean, the fact that somebody paid what one hundred seventy thousand dollars for a piece of work that shredded itself as soon as it was purchased. Oh, brilliant! That was fucking it. genius. I love it. It stopped halfway though, so you still have like something yeah, to hang on. But your fuck wall. you. So what? Yeah, but that's also of part of the art. That's also part of the art. Andy Warhol, that's exactly it. He's trying to prove to you, right? Like, that's what he's showing you, that even when it's fucking shredded in half, you're still going to pay half a million dollars for it. Yeah. Right? It's not yeah. like a Rembrandt where you're, like, looking at it like, Jesus Christ, are you kidding me? Who painted this? You're a goddamn genius. Or a Leonardo da Vinci where you're like, Jesus Christ, this is talent. This is incredible. Vermeer with his light, right? Like right. Vermeer, like that he's famous for getting the light that he gets. Anyway, uh, I love art in all forms. That's why I think I have to choose architecture. So what about you, Jim? Um, mine's gonna be pretty much the, like the Jim Brogan answer that you'd think it was, is comic book art. Oh, it, cool. It just, it just speaks to me and there's so many different styles and interpretations of things. If the, I mean, those three pictures behind me, which is done by my favorite artist, who's Dave McKean, who's a comic book artist, but he's does he does weird shit that's haunting and 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 dark and um and beautiful, just beautiful. I mean, the black orchid one that we have behind us, I don't know if you can see it, but but you've seen it before. I just adore it, and it's not in perfect condition, and uh, and I like. It's also more artsy to me because it's not in perfect condition. You know what I mean? I feel like because it was earned and it's just spoken to me my whole life. And uh, I just, uh, I just love it. I just, oh. uh, that's just the thing that I will always fall back on. So you're a tracer. What's, what does that mean? So, so you just trace the pictures. <laughs> I've been known to do that in my childhood. No, I'm just kidding. It's from, uh, it's from, Chasing Amy. Oh, it's it, yes, from Chasing. Yes, Amy. Yeah. Chasing Amy. Yes. Oh, uh, what does he say he is? Whatever his job is, right? He's an inker. He's an inker. Yes. Oh, so you just trace the paper. 
right? Whatever they say to him. Anyway, yes. never mind. Sorry, it was funny in my fucking head. <clears throat> Painful. How about you, babe? Um, I mean, I love all art, but I really love uh, black and white photography. Mm. Mm-hmm. And uh, there's something about taking a pic, and I'm not talking about posed. I'm talking about a photographer that captures a moment in time and they're like telling the story and it comes through to you in the photo. But I really love black and white photography. Awesome. So. I like that answer. I agree with that. Yeah, it's good. Wally? Uh, abstract. I'm a big fan of abstract art. That makes, that makes sense, Troy Abbott. <laughs> I feel like it's the perfect embodiment of pure... Um, emotion and pure uh feeling of what of what you're of what you're feeling when you paint and uh it's open to everyone um and i and a lot of people a lot of people come down on jackson pollock and because he's the easy target and he's the one who we all think of who's just a bunch of vomit on a fucking canvas but there's a couple jackson pollocks that are pretty fucking cool um but aside from jackson pollock there's a lot of abstract art that's really just awesome and it's just a it's a it's a visceral expression of emotion and it doesn't need to be anything it's just what it is and you like it or you don't and uh, i love abstract art i think that's why i like going to the modern art museums i like going to see the abstract stuff because it's really interesting to me how it it is art it makes me appreciate something i want to totally write off as Mm. being bullshit uh (laughs) pile of light bulbs in the corner yeah but it's not that no but that's what i mean like go, when we went to the moma when we were in new york city last year last time uh the jackson pollocks were more impressive than i wanted to think that they ever would be because right. yeah vomit on canvas but he there was some talent there like i can see how like while he said it was visceral it was emotion on fucking canvas you could see that man's emotion it was tumultuous hmm. so and the art that we have in the house, at least that I have in the house or whatever. I mean, we have a few different art pieces and we have shag, but we have a few of our friends who are abstract artists and I love their shit behind us. I mean, that's our friend Vince. And in the other room is our our friend Vincent, two Vinces that do abstract art. I mean, it's great stuff. I I fucking love it. Well, aren't we cultured? Aren't we? Let's all visit the art museum. God, I hope not. (laughs) One time I went to um, the Met, I had a friend who worked there at one point and still had friends that worked there. And we went on a Monday when it was closed. So her friend walked us through and we got like a private tour of the Met. Oh, that's nice. It was amazing. And in the modern wing, there's a very famous contemporary artist. I can't remember his name, but he basically um, like pickled a great white shark and it was like a, like in a tank. So instead of it being like a fetal pig in a jar, it was like a great white shark in a tank, like pickled in the tank. And she turned the light on. It was creepy as fuck. Yeah, it was really- Was it a real great white shark? Yeah, it was a real, you can look him up. I can't remember what his name is. He's some famous abstract artist. I don't want to see that. He's a great white shark. You got to capture one. It was the, I can't remember the story or where he got it from, but it was very crazy. Anyway, cheers. 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 Here's to still social distancing. I can't wait till I can see you again. I can't wait. I'm gonna puppy pile you. Yeah, I'm I'm fine. No, I'm fine. I'm, I want to <laughs> puppy pile all my friends. I want to jump on you and wiggle my butt around and lick you in the face and rub my <laughs> nose on you. Yeah, I'm good. I'm good. I'm good. I'm good. Thank you. I'm totally going to let her do that to you because I can't handle it. No, I'm good. I'm actually kind of hoping this goes on way longer than it's expected. (laughs) I can't believe you don't even miss it a little bit. You have to miss it at least a little bit. You have to miss it. Kelly misses it. I'm going to puppy pop Kelly. I got to (laughs) go. You're such a puss. You miss it. <laughs> if you could wrap your arm around my neck right now and give please, me, give please me a God, good, can you just choke her out? I meant like this, for. like this, underneath your arm, like puppy pile. 
It's not a puppy pile. It's a headlock, and he's choking you out. Whatever. It's more like a pedigree. That's it. Triple H. Yes. All right. Let's wrap it up, kids. We've had a long night. That I would. I, you, maybe you do need a good... Wally, give her a good tombstone. Yeah, I'll do that. An ejection. I need a fucking bed ejection. Wally, I don't sleep with her. You do. He won't do it. He, he like... Why? I, I why? Because, that, because I was the one who used to give you the ejection? No, he won't do it because he doesn't like to wrestle. I, how is this a thing? Like you never. He, when he runs to take out his violence on me, when I finally have reached the limit, he will <laughs> jump on me with his like knees bent, like in the fetal position, and he like jumps on me on the couch, and I just laugh my ass off. It's the most hilarious thing that's ever happened to me, and I'm like, I'm all balled up in the fetal position. He's like jumping on my back with his shins. It's hilarious. Then you get behind her and you take your two feet. And you push your, her ass as hard as you can with your feet. Into the coffee table. Yes, it doesn't matter. She's fine. She's like made out of, she's like a cat. Good. It's true. Good. Let's wrap it up, kids. Hey, uh, oh, is it my turn? Yeah. People, look, they're re they are loosening restrictions around the nation. But that does not mean that you should accept any offers to S a D in a P on your way to buy supplies. So keep your mask on so you're not tempted and don't S the D. Stay safe, people. However, when you're alone in your house, you take your mask off, you clean it. Afterwards, you take a step back and F your own face. Cheers, everybody. Goodbye! Oh my god. joke like because it was so out of love years ago years ago that bitch is weird yeah she likes weird shit <laughs> oh, hilarious like, like eating cannolis mm, like this <laughs> she likes me to eat cannolis off of her boobs stop we're recording <laughs> <laughs> oh gloria <sighs> I forgot about that until the episode last week, and listening to it made me laugh so hard all over again. <laughs> New Gloria. Uh, uh, oh, what was she? She bar barged into my father's house one time, uh, uh, talking to the. Uh, you gotta get out, Tony. You two are queer. <laughs> now do meaning Tony and my father. Yeah, now do Tony. What? No, I never did anything like that. <laughs> I never said that. You devil, you. <laughs>